0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my discussion about black armory it's not out yet we're recording this about an hour and a half before it goes live just sort of my thoughts about the hope for the loot and the content loop and you know the, the curated roles random roles and the pinnacle gear and just the trickled out uh, treatment of the content how i'm excited to see how that works i think it's a better logistical treatment of destiny given how many people play it as hobby so we're going to transition to question and answer now i'm going to thank a brand new sub from psychosis thank you for that Sub into the channel, enjoy your dope badge and emotes. We're going to jump right into the question and answer because we got to get through this quick. We got an hour and 23 minutes before the new content goes live. Designs Toby, will there be a new Crucible and Vanguard armor? As it stands now, it doesn't seem like there will be anything new in their loot pools. That, to me, at the moment, feels like a missed opportunity. Maybe isn't the focus of Destiny and Bungie right now. Could be something for later. But I feel like all of the planetary vendors, Gambit, uh, Gambit, Crucible, and Vanguard, could all <laughs> afford to get that injection of new stuff uh, every season. You could sort of say, hey, we've got new you know, armor sets, or maybe ornaments like they did in the past or something, just to add to the grind, add to the personalization. And again, with random rolls... That is an automatic extender of content relevancy for the people who care. If you really, really want a full set of armor from IO and you want all the token perks that you really, really like, I could see somebody spending a lot of time on IO. Now, ordinarily, you're not going to spend a whole lot of time on IO unless you're waiting for, you know, the whisper of the worm quest and you get to hear cabal again. Like, unless you're doing that, there's not a lot of reason to be on IO. That could be, again, a subjective extender of relevancy for the player who says, I love I love that you know that armor set from that planet I love this or I love that and then they grind accordingly enhanced perks may need to extend beyond raid gear and dreaming city gear because that would be another reason to just add life to all those vendors uh, and with random rolls I really think it might be time for Bungie to say all of the year one weapons now roll random except for you know. The raid gear, or something like that. Maybe that. Maybe the Leviathan just sort of just gets left behind again because of the you know the prominence and the dominance of the the Midnight Coup. I know a lot of people probably don't like me saying that, but if they got the Year Two treatment with the mod slot, the random rolls, I would love to grind for, you know, a God Roll DFA and be able to put mods on it, a God Roll Duty Bound. Uh, These are weapons that already are specific to an area and could be given that treatment, Uh, and then the vendors could be uh, as well with some of the weapons. The Braytech weapons and the like could get some of that love. Escalation Protocol, probably a no. The Raid, probably a no, and they would say those weapons are in some respect locked in time as they were specific to the content, but guns are not specific to the content since they dropped from vendors and none of them had impressive roles to begin with. Uh, next question from Poppy says, Hey Lona, been a while. I think I was wondering, what do you think of the new raid? I heard someone say it's going to be about spider's brother. Uh, and someone else said it might be Siva thoughts. We have no idea. I mean the data mines and stuff. I don't put a lot of stock into because people are like, they haven't said anything about the black weapons are supposed to be a black classification of weapons. How much is a placeholder, right? So when that, you know, when the arms week got data mined, when the dubious volley got data mined, when these black weapon types got data mined, there's no way to know if it's a placeholder or not. And so I think a lot of times people unnecessarily set their sights on stuff that turns out to be nothing. Um, Now, as far as the raid goes, I'm excited that it's its own raid. I'm not that excited that we heard there's only four weapons, but I'm holding judgment back. If they give us four weapons that are incredibly specific, awesome, have unique perks, and are really worth the grind, then I'll be happy. Because, sure, Last Wish has a great offering of a smattering of weapons, but there's nothing that special about any of them. There's no real unique perks. There's nothing particularly better about a Chattering Bones over a Bygones go-figure or any other pulses in the game. Really, if you get a god roll, a pulse is a pulse. The only real way to make loot like the pulse stand out or any of the other gear out is to give them unique perks. Fourth Time's a Charm on the age-old Bond doesn't feel like it does anything specifically cool or unique for that gun, and obviously the fate bringer role on Nation of Beasts is nice, but energy primaries are in kind of a crappy spot to begin with. They might get saved by the Trench Barrel Kinetic Shotgun that we saw, but I really want to see unique perks land on Raid Gear. We have not had raid gear that has been hugely standout since Vogue. There were guns in Wrath that were amazing. Genesis Chain, Steel Medulla, Chaos Dogma, the Ex Mechanica. These were great weapons, but we need real good standouts. And I think they've got it. They've got the system in place. Curated rolls would be the way to do it. It could drop with a unique perk, be a 10 level masterwork. And then that could be like the token God roll. Everybody wants on that gun while random rolls kind of pacify you as you wait uh, for the one that you really want. So next question from Calcuttaho: what do you think Bungie's time gate of the last word? Is this why Bungie meant by consistent content? Well, the quest starts on January 29th, so that more than likely isn't going to be a, a a one day quest. I would wager to say it's going to be a week or maybe two. Longer than that is a little ludicrous. I don't think it's going to bl- I don't think it's going to go too much farther than that. Um, obviously, with Crimson Days like right around the corner from it, there might be people that really want to get it going and then use it in doubles. Uh, given that, that you know that's going to be right around the corner from the delivery of the quest. People tend to just blitz through any quest you throw at them unless you time gate it, like, no, you can't turn this in until next week, or you got to wait on this, or you got to wait on that. Generally, that's the only way you really slow people down. So I would think a week, no longer than two weeks for people to really start landing and getting their their last words, because people are really hungry to get their hands on it, and I think Bungie was smart to use it like they're sandbagging a little bit, right? They're like, they're throwing it to the very, very sort of end of the season, and then you get that last month, because basically the way the schedule's going to work is you know, you're going to get the December I'm sorry, the February 5th or whatever, and then March is when Season of the Drifter starts, March to May, so Crimson Days and The Last Word are sort of the the, the landing of the plane of Season of the Forge, and then when that plane lands, as it lands, then we're into March, and then on we go. So somewhere in February, we're going to feel like, okay, things are slowing down, but that's okay, because the next one's right around the corner. They'll be marketing for it, I'm sure. Okay, next question. Uh, mix mix K. Um, thoughts on returning items from D1... Such as the last word. Personally, I wish they'd focus on new items and stop recycling old items. The nostalgia is great, but it limits those wow moments since it's something we've uh, seen before. I think there's room for both, okay? There's room for both. You get your wow moment with that exotic grenade launcher that puts chain lightning on the ground. Man, what a great idea. I wonder who suggested a grenade launcher that puts chain lightning on the ground. Um... I'm not saying they got the idea from me. I'm just glad to see an idea like that put into the game. I don't think Bungie's like sitting here watching my stream being like, oh, that's great. Do that. But it's cool to see a grenade launcher get some dope treatment. Uh, I don't think it's going to land all that well. They showed it being used in PvP. I don't think it's going to land all that well in PvP, honestly. That's a lot of ammo to have any efficiency. uh, I can see it landing more in PvE. First Fate with 15 months of subs. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Lono here. So another month. I'm moving out of Louisville, just down the road, but to the hometown support, that won't change. Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Um, so, I I think you can do both. You know, Black Armory brings that new exotic. And it's like, whoa, that's awesome. Uh, you know, there's the Trinity Ghoul and some others that you're like, oh, cool, look at this. But when you then see the nostalgia come back of bringing back the last word you know, when we knew we were getting the Ace of Spades back with Forsaken, I think as long as it's a mix. If all Bungie was doing was just continuing to just regurgitate and spit out old exotics, you might have a point. But the fact that, like, Forsaken brought the 1K voices, it brought the Malfeasance, it brought the Wishender, it brought the, uh, it brought the... I'm trying to think of other exotics about you know, and then exotic armor like Chromatic Fire and Shards of Galinor and Geomags, like, there's so much, there's so many cool exotics that came with Forsaken, so I'm not gonna be like, well, how dare they bring back the Ace of Spades, like, that, that, to me, it's a non-issue at that point, because it's not, I, I tend to think, I tend to think we, and this is true outside of Destiny. This is gaming in general. I think, and in life, we can zero in on something, and when that's all you're looking at, it seems enormous, right? Like, holy crap, why are they bringing back this exotic? And that's because you're just zeroed in on it. If you look at that in the big picture, it's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. There's so many exotics. You know, Cerberus is another is another exotic. The, the two-tailed fox, you know, there's all these cool exotics. I, you know, I, I don't think you could conclude that they're doing too much of it. Now, obviously, most people, unless you're Gigs Triple Wreck, or any other PvP Slayer, <laughs> most people are like, eh, if you play PvE, you're like, yeah, the last word. Yeah, I don't really care. You know? I think it's a beautiful weapon. I think it's one of the coolest weapons as far as its look and its feel and, and what it does. And honestly, I remember the first time I watched Giggs, at the time it was Giggle Monster, using the last word and the 1K, uh, the 1,000 yard stare, and he was playing Trials, and my mind was blown. I was like, I've never seen anybody play Destiny like this. Like, what in the actual frick is going on? This is not the way I play Destiny, right? So like, I have fond memories of the last word from a spectator, as well as just a fan of Destiny. So I'm okay, exotics are special to us, you know, I, write it down, man, next year, if they do a big DLC next year in September, they'll, they'll promote it and sell it and there'll be a Gallahorn. the Gallahorn will be in there, Gallahorn will not forever stay in the dustbin, it just won't, they're, they're saving that in their back pocket, man, that's like the Hulk, you know. Crafty's the king of last... Well, right. I'm saying that was my first experience, though. Everyone's different, right? I ended up watching way more Crafty than I watched Giggs because Gigs and I streamed at the same time. Um, it was a highlight reel that he put on YouTube or something, and I watched it, I was like, what the actual frick? Like, I fell in love with watching Crafty. Crafty was one of the first people I saw win a 3v1 in trials, and I, couldn't, I could not believe it. It blew my mind. I was amazed. I was also sort of blown back by how often he ran away. You know, because I'm a Call of Duty player. I, you commit to every gunfight. You don't run away. And his gameplay and his 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 evasion and his drawing out the fight and slowly picking them off was just... It was like watching an artist work. It was like watching Bob Ross paint a picture. You don't really understand why he's doing those brushstrokes and why he's using that color. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, now I understand. Like, my mind was blown the first time I saw Crafty do that. So, but... That's a big, huge answer to... I'm okay with it as long as you're getting new and nostalgia I think it's a fine mix the guns are in the lore the guns are in the universe it's totally fine razor says what will be the release form annual pack today after reset I I, I'm assuming there'll be an announcement in the director about black armory being live and they'll probably draw us to somebody somewhere to start there's no campaign but there's going to be a quest there's a difference between a quest and a campaign there's going to be steps or something we're going to have to do. Five months from the Hyper Chicken. Uh, thank you so much, dude, for almost half a year of support. So, and then they're staggering the forges and the raid and all that. So, like, those pieces are going to come with time. But, like, those are pieces. That's not the actual, like, hey, the new stuff's in here. So, I don't actually know. We don't have a lot of concrete information about how it's going to get delivered today. But that's my prediction. Um, <clears throat> Justin... Oh, Just Enough says, What do you think of removing weapons from Xur's faded Ingram to focus on armor rolls? Just give him two faded Ingrams. Give him one for armor and give him one for guns. Like, for Frick's sake. I'm trying to get a better roll on my Orpheus Rigs or my Ophidia Spath, or even my Shards of Galanor, um, if I want to get a hand cannon roll. The auto rifle roll is nice, because I, I got that right before I got the breakneck, but if I'm like, Dude, I would love to get a hand cannon roll. Well... It's really difficult to get that out of Faded Ingrams because I got uh, a, a freaking Fighting Lion, you know. And obviously, we had a good laugh out of it, and I got pretty ticked off, and I threatened Zur's life. But it's, you know, he, he doesn't need to, in my opinion, he doesn't need to be selling exotics and letting you just buy exotics. But if you're going to have him selling Faded Ingrams, and all I'm really going for is a better roll on a piece of armor I already have. I don't think I'm asking for the moon here. I think I'm asking for something fairly reasonable. And people are going to probably say in chat, could we get glass needles back? Something, something. Yo, Mel giving a sub to TN Muggle. Thank you for doing that. Welcome TN Muggle. Myers Alpha says, will the drip feed content be a continued thing if it doesn't get received well for say Destiny 3 and onwards quality of quantity? Here's the thing people have to realize, Okay. Here's the thing people have to realize. Like I said to the guy last night that was like, it's not actually a year's worth of content. It's just stretched out over a year. Okay, well, you know, how you living, hotshot? Let me blow this past you. Like, how are you actually going to deliver enough quantity for us to play a game as often as we play it and for as long as we'd like to play it, right? The interval and the length of time if you're playing weekly and daily and you're playing for like long drawn out periods of time months etc well you they're never going to give us enough quantity it's not possible like if you look at the director right now and you look at the number of planets adventures lost sectors strikes uh and then you combine that with gambit and then you combine that with the raid and the uh, and the oncoming raid layer, and then the forges like they're giving us a ton, a ton of things to do. But truth be told, if you're playing for four or five hours a day, week after week after week, there is not a development company in existence that can satiate that rhythm. The only way a game like this works is one of two ways. Rhythmic content, so whenever you come back week after week and month after month, there is something new, even if it's piecemeal or not huge, but it's something to do. You do that, or or you do a subscription fee, and then it's an incredibly long and drawn-out grind. Like, the littlest, the littlest activity and the littlest pursuit, The smallest of things take you an eternity like World of Warcraft, right? The game world is huge. It's open world. You're paying for a subscription fee. There's giant dedicated servers and these awesome landscapes and things to do. But then generally the content loop is pretty basic things you're doing over and over and over again. And it takes a really, really long time. Like you're, that's generally how content like that lands and, and, and satisfies, you know, most, most people. That's basically how it works. And I think Bungie's choosing the one they're choosing to play the hand that will work that they've been dealt, right? They're largely on console. Subscription fee would never get off the ground on console. This is a version of a subscription fee, because if you pay for the you know annual DLC of forty bucks and then the annual pass for thirty-five, you're basically paying eighty bucks a year to, to to have to have a consistent trickle of content in Destiny. So the the idea the idea that like Bungie is somehow failing if they trickle the content or don't give us enough content, you always have to consider what's the interval you're playing at? You know, 5 hours a day, 5 hours a week, whatever your interval is, and then how long do you expect that interval to have life? I think this is the way to do it. Like, logistically speaking, when you look at this plan, you're like, this fits the like the lion's share of the player base. Every week and month you're coming in, there's a little something new to do. There's a new pinnacle weapon, there's a new activity. The activity has loot in it, the activity has random rolls, you know, a new forge. Then there's the dawning, then there's doubles, And there's an exotic quest. There's a power grind for those that just like to shoot. They just like to go on pubs and shoot heads, you know? There's a power grind, like spectrum of player spectrum of player is huge here there's as far as i can tell there's something for everybody and then it seems that as things are dying down and you're kind of running out of stuff to do there'll be new stuff coming you know out in the next the next piecemeal of it so Vazer with 33 months enjoy being part of the great community for so long and hope for a great dlc today thank you very much man 33 months means you subbed the first month the button was live thank you for 33 months uh nike nike assassin how long do you think it will take to get through this DLC and receive a lot, uh, n- and receive all loot? I think they meant to say receive all loot, not including RNG. There's literally no way for me to make a prediction here. There isn't. Um, there's no way for me to make a prediction. It's, and again, this is such a, this is honestly a well-timed question after the rant that I just kind of went on, given that it's not about the amount of content, it's about the relevancy of the content. A content loop is only as healthy as the relevancy of the content. I'm going to say that again. A content loop, what you're doing every day, what you're doing every week, a content loop is only as healthy as the relevancy of the content. It doesn't matter if you throw 100 strikes at me. If they're not relevant, if there's nothing to chase, if there's no loot incentive, then the relevancy is a net zero, which means the content loop has no health. I'm not running those strikes. I'm not doing that thing. There's no relevancy. So... This structure, this drip feed structure seems to be a good way of sort of every once in a while throwing a rock in the water that ripples out little, little ripples of relevancy and things for you to do and chase. So, and given that we know a lot of the community doesn't play like a streamer, you know, nine or 10 hours a day then I think, it, I think it stands to probably be a really, really good deliverable schedule for the player base at large. Sure, the streamers and the guys that play an unbelievable amount of time are gonna get through things quicker, but, you know, that's always gonna happen. That's always gonna happen. You're always gonna have people that play more and get done faster than others. Nike Assassin, do you know what type of creature the raid boss will be? No idea. I don't have a clue. Uh, the Pelican, the Pelican do you think the powerful ingram bounty saved from this week will help during launch no idea we're gonna find out very soon because i've got some saved so it doesn't hurt to save them because you probably don't need them right now especially if you're max power so saving them doesn't hurt anything because you don't need them uh pope francis with the brand new sub welcome to the radius enjoy your dope badge and emotes you are dope and deserve dope stuff next question from krizik do you think that Bungie will bring back old weapons like the Thunderlord or introduce more new ones? They're doing a mixture of both. I kind of already addressed this uh, in another question when we talked about the last word. So they're doing a mixture of both. Now, will they bring back any legendary weapons? Uh, pff, I don't think so. I, I don't I don't think so. Cyrus uh, Pisa says, what do you think we will do with the Malfeasance? I mean... Uh, the malfeasance is meant to be a gambit weapon it's meant to feel really strong in gambit the problem is queen breaker 1k voices and thunderlord are undeniably just better in gambit like i i when you put on mouth and you run gambit you're not like oh wow our efficiency with ads has gone up so much our efficiency with blockers has gone up so much like, nobody's saying that. <laughs> you know, what you are going to say is, ah, if I would have had Queen Breakers, ah, if I would have had 1K, ah, if I would have had Thunderlord, th- you're going to feel that pain a whole lot more on the back end. And this is this is something that I think we talked about earlier where I said there could be a point system. So where a Malfeasance and an Ace of Spades uh, and a Merciless could re- could represent so many points where if I equip a Malfeasance and a Thunderlord, I, it's too many points to equip the Ikelos shotgun, right? Icolos is too strong to be paired with those, so you can have two exotics equipped, but then you got to equip a much weaker secondary, like maybe a sidearm. Maybe it's like, no, 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 no. If you're gonna run Malfeasance and you're gonna run Thunderlord, you gotta run a sidearm, or you gotta run like a slow fire rate shotgun. You can't run a high rate of fire shotgun because the way the point system will work. Now, that's crazy complex and probably pretty hard to, to balance, but especially in PvE, I think energy and kinetic exotics are really, really underrepresented because the difference between running Ace of Spades and a good better devils or a good warden's law or midnight coup the difference between that and ace of spades is so small you're not putting on ace of spades and being like well my efficiency just went through the dadgum roof holy frick now sure it's fun i love the ace of spades the way it sounds the way it looks the way it reloads the ornament everything memento mori animation it's all beautiful but if you're giving me a choice between that and thunderlord or 1k. Now when I run Gambit with a with a ro- with a warlock, sometimes I run Ace of Spades with Chromatic Fire cuz the strategy with Chaos Reach, I don't really need heavy. But you better believe when I have heavy ammo and I'm rocking like a rocket or something and I don't have my 1k voices and someone invades and I'm staring I'm staring at him and I have power ammo and I don't have my 1k, You better believe I feel weaker. I'm like, ooh, I wish I had my 1k. That's situational, right? And I can live without it in that instance. I'm not the one invading. But if you're regularly invading, you're going to miss that Queen Breakers or that 1k or the Thunderlord. So. uh, Light Leap. I'm sad there are no new areas to explore. Space exploration was always a great part of the new DLCs, even though Destiny 2 and the annual pass is a good place without them. Still, do you feel like exploration part falls thin in the new annual pass? I love this question. Uh, I love this question lightly because we talked about this last night. Um, We talked about this last night. We were discussing... The, the drip the drip feed content and Mike 30 and so gaming brought up the fact and he said I don't understand Bungie said it was really hard for them to make content you know and now they're and now they're doing this and now that you know they're constantly delivering you know new stuff which is it is it hard to deliver content and make content or is it possible and I I pointed out another another leak where they talked about in the old that really old Kotaku article that talked about the you know, the supercut from Joseph Stoughton that basically led to Destiny One getting completely broken apart and then delayed for a year. Okay. That leak talked about how Development of the game was very arduous and slow because of the engine they had to like overnight render an entire area and it might fail to render and load the world which means they couldn't work on anything that day if it did successfully render and load the world if they wanted to move a bush or something it would take like you know 30 to 45 minutes like very very slow going. I combined that with what Mike brought up. And I said, the reason I think this is the future for destiny is because of something I've said in the past, many, many times. We all settle into the content loop, the strikes, the loot pursuits. So the campaign and the new destinations and the new planets, they, they have a shelf life of relevancy and importance that is so lightning fast. It's like vapor. It's like, poof, Oh, what? What campaign in Forsaken? Answer me! And the Forsaken campaign was magnificent. The the Barons and the Adventures, that intro scene with the Barons and Spider's narration is awesome. It's one of the best cutscenes in all of Destiny. You know, oh, this guy coming up here, he's rough. Like, that whole thing with the cards, the playing cards, the aesthetic, the sound, the music, the feel. I loved Forsaken's campaign, but it doesn't matter so fast. Like, two weeks later, no one gives a crap. The new locations, Mars, Mercury, whatever, the Dreadnought, right? I mean that stuff mattered like that and then it's it doesn't matter anymore. So when they look at the grand scheme of what the players end up looping through, what the players end up doing and they're like, "Let's feed those lanes instead of wasting hours upon hours upon hours on campaigns and mocap and script writing and voice acting and then oh and oh we got to create the we got to create the campaign missions, the campaign missions that you never go back and do." You never go back and do the campaign missions. Who cares about the new locations if there's no real reason to be on them? So I'm okay with it. I think this is how you get us to just kind of keep playing and looping through the game. Now, sure, I will grant you, I will grant you that at least once a year, it would probably be a good idea to give us two places like this. Dreaming City, Tangled Shore, and then next year, same time next year, September, do another DLC where you give us those locations. I happen to think this time next year, we're getting the Dreadnought and maybe one other place, and then the annual pass that follows that DLC that I believe will be called the Taken Queen, the annual pass that follows that is gonna bring back all the old planets and all the old raids. Cause that's an easy send off, that's easy content, and that'll be a very, very stout and thick annual pass. That's what I think they're going to do. But when I say all that, understand I'm not putting any prominence or importance on, like, oh, I need to go to a new planet and do space exploration. <laughs> right? This is a looter shooter. This is a looter shooter. You're chasing loot. You settle into the end game and the content loop. I said this all the time in D1. We live in the end game, we don't live in the campaign. We don't live in the planet like the the planets become the planets become a subtext to the grind. Doesn't matter if I'm on the EDZ, Nessus, Titan, you know, or Mars or Mercury. Oh, and what do we get? Oh, we got a new location. We got Mercury and it frickin sucks. It's a terrible location. It's awful. No, no Sparrow, it's just a big giant circle. The game would be better off without Mercury and the Infinite Forest if the Infinite Forest would have been an actual, instensible, grindable content loop with random rolls and pinnacle gear and 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 curated rolls. All the quality points we have now, if Mercury was gone and erased from the game and you had the Infinite Forest instead with lots of cool bosses and lots of cool loot grind, the game would be in a better place. Why? Because they didn't waste time on some stupid new, new Planet, See what I'm saying? I'm not trying to diminish or knock or be dismissive But really really think about where you end up spending most of your time and you're like, you know what Mars and Mercury Aren't that great. They didn't really add that much to the content. What really added to the content? Escalation protocol That's you can make that instanceable Just like you could make the Blind Well instensible. These new forges are instensible. Think about that for a second. The forges have matchmaking, and you go in and you play it, and it's wave-based. That's kind of like a new location. But it's a new location that has far greater purpose than a place that you just drive around on your sparrow and do a couple public events when it's the Flashpoint. So, I'm done ranting. Let's move on to the next question. Good, very good question, though, Light Leap. I do like that you asked it. I think it's a good question to ask. Tomster, uh, as the Black Armory contains the most powerful weapons in the Destiny universe, do you think Bungie will nerf a weapon if it's too powerful? If they do, don't you think that it would ruin the point of the DLC? You're getting way ahead of yourself, my friend. You're getting way ahead of yourself. First, first, their attitude toward nerfing has been dialed way back. Uh, they nerfed the Excalation protocol shotgun into the ground. No, they didn't. It's still a pinnacle and amazing weapon. It's just more firmly planted in its lane. Right? It's good for boss damage, but it's more like a high rate of fire shotgun now for long periods of damage cycle, right? It they 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 kind of Hemmed it in, you know, reined it in a little bit into its lane. They didn't nerf it into the ground. So you're just getting way ahead of yourself if you're worried. Like, what if they give us a powerful weapon? And what if after they give us the powerful weapon, it's too powerful? And then they nerf it, and everybody gets mad, and then people want Deej to be fired. Like, what? What? Where, where? What? What just happened? Why are we? Why are we? Why are we wandering off into this? You know what I'm saying? Deej would never get fired, by the way. But like, they're. I don't think their attitude is to nerf anymore. So brand new prime sub from It's uh Me Lit or It's Mellet? Uh It's Me Lit. It's Me Lit, thank you for the brand new prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Red Raptor, do you think the new raid would be a good place to reintroduce the devil splicers in the Siva? Uh, and what are you hoping to see in the raid? I don't know if we're going to see Devil Spicers in Siva. Obviously, those you, you see those cool new weapons you can get that are modified versions of existing hockey weapons. They kind of remind us all of the Siva-affied weapons from Wrath of the Machine, which obviously gets me very excited because I love that era and that aesthetic. Obviously, I'm a fan of the colors too. Um, but I don't, I don't honestly know if this is the time to bring back Siva. Um, you know, it, it is. Is Siva ever really going to make a prominent return? It's still around. It's not really gone. I, you know, I honestly don't know how to answer the question. I think it's going to be Fallen. I predicted Fallen before. Apparently, it got data mined. But again, data mines are not not always accurate or or precise. But I was like, it's time for a truly Fallen raid. We've had Vex Hive. Uh, we've had Vex Hive, and then taken and then we had SIVA, and then we had Cabal, and then we went back and we did more Vex with Eater of Worlds, and we did Cabal again with Spire of Stars, and then, and then, Last Wish is Taken. There's, there's no pure Fallen Raid, because SIVA, I mean, by the time you get to the end, Axis, this was such a fail too. We should have fought all or one of the iron lords who became like the king of the siva or something just some random archon priest like uh that was a fail that was a huge fail but he wasn't even an archon priest anymore he's just this big giant robot the game the game doesn't even classify him as fallen because the outbreak prime doesn't get bonus damage against axis the outbreak prime gets bonus damage against vosik because vosik is still fallen axis was something else entirely he was basically you know he's more uh he's more machine now than man right uh, he was he was not a uh not fallen anymore so a purely fallen ray would be dope Nike assassin do you think that milestones will make you jump like the beginning of forsaken five plus jump start with smaller milestones and continue I don't actually know how it's all gonna work I don't everybody's making predictions and 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 theorizing about how it's going to work and there's literally no way to know now what's the strategy do you do the bigs and the littles the littles and the bigs i don't honestly know i don't i think honestly one of the best strats to use would be to do the bigs on one character hope for ammo uh hope for gun drops pass those gun to another character and then do bigs on that one But eventually that has diminishing returns because the armor is pulling down your power, which means the drops can only be so high, which means the bigs on one character aren't going to be as big as on the other if you have armor, if that makes sense. There's just no way to know. There's no way to know. Amish Mokeman, Do you think that if they had the ability to reroll weapon perks in the armory that most people would just end up with the same type of rolls, such as Outlaw Rampage combo? Well, I mean, my hope would obviously be that I've said this many times, like give us, you know, um, give us new perks. Like you got to give us new perks. You can't just keep giving us the same things because that's part of the problem with the last wish raid. Oh, I got a chattering bones. What do you want to get on it? Outlaw rampage. Well, that's not much different than an outlaw rampage bygones or a go figure. It's going to basically accomplish the same goal, right? So that would be my hope for the Forge. I don't know if we're going to be re-rolling weapons. I personally don't think re-rolling weapons has ever really had a good place in an RNG-based loot system. I think it hurts the grind. I think it hurts the grind, personally. And so my hope would be, if they let us re-roll, it's almost like a new drop. You grind, you grind, you grind, you grind, and then you can get You know, you know, re-roll or something like that. I, but that, to me, is no different than grinding and grinding and grinding for a drop. Rerolling just gets really problematic because the excitement of the drop and checking the roll just gets completely gutted and neutered as you stand and just dump resources into a gun. You spend the weekend grinding and you just sit there and like, hit the button, hit the button, hit the button. Yay, I finally got the roll that I wanted. I just think that that is just so... Ugh. It's not... I don't think that's the way you want to treat content and loot in this game. The one... The one running, O'Ritchie, the Rubble with eight months of subs, obligatory anniversary comment. Thank you for eight months of subs, man. Welcome back. Uh, The one running says, do you think the new exotic weapons will be random dropped or quest ones? I'm fairly certain that the grenade launcher is going to be in the raid. Uh, And then I believe the others, the others are usually quest a lot of the times, if they're only doing a couple. I mean, we know the last word is going to be quest. Um, I don't know if, like, each forge is going to have, like, a long, drawn-out quest for you to get each forge's exotic. And then beyond that, there's also just legendary loot drops as well. Or if you're just going to have to grind the frick out of a forge hoping for the exotic to drop, like, knowing that's the source of drop. I don't actually know. We don't have this information. Ape Dog says... As an okay, mediocre player, hang on, let's see if I get one, I didn't get one, as an okay mediocre player, do you think the pinnacle weapons will still be beneficial for people that aren't as good as the majority of players, such as people like myself, that have the shakes a lot, and other health problems to prevent us from being able to play at higher levels, those of us that absolutely love the game, regardless of age? I mean, obviously, if you have motor function limitations with, like, accuracy, like, if you're using a mouse, and you have a handshake, like, if you're, you're... That's, I don't know if that's the right way to put it. You have a, a Tremor in your hand? Well, that's, that's gonna make it really, really hard for you to use a Sniper or a Lunas or a Not Forgotten or any of those things, right? So maybe, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your what your limitations are I mean everybody's different right some people might have not the best vision they may be blind in one eye they may have a tremor in their hand who knows what it is maybe they have trouble you know trouble uh trouble focusing um thank you for the brand new sub one two three googs welcome to the rage list enjoy your dope badge emotes you are dope and deserve dope stuff guys if you've been enjoying the question and answer session and you're enjoying the vibes be sure to click the follow button that is free click that heart button uh that means you don't miss these awesome streams and conversations that we're having right now uh, as far as pinnacle weapons being less or greater beneficial, b- b- beneficial to you, I think if you have like a hand tremor with the mouse, whatever limitation is, is if we could put a number to that limitation, let's say it limits you by a two. So every damage, every gun, every efficiency thing that you try to do, it brings you down two notches because you just struggle with accuracy. Okay. Okay well then that's going to happen to that degree no matter what weapon you're using whether it's pinnacle or not whether you use a warden's law a not forgotten or a midnight coup those are all hand cannons and the weapon has like a max efficiency rating so right like a not forgotten has like a max efficiency rating your limitation will bring down that max efficiency rating to the same degree that it brings down the max efficiency rating of a better devils so I, I, I still think it'd be beneficial to, to go after the weapons, right? Thank you so much. Uh, kill the Flanders with a brand new prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you, everybody who's used your prime subs here today. The way I would put it is this. If I'm a short I'm a short guy, right? I'm 5'6, I'm not very tall. And if I'm looking at stepladders to reach a high place if one step ladder is five feet tall and the next step ladder is six feet tall, no matter what step ladder I'm on, my height is going to get added to the step ladder. So your your the height of your skill level is going to get added to the gun. So the better the gun, the higher up you're going to go, right? So if you use a garbage roll blue hand cannon or you use a Luna's, you're going to be... You're, it's going to raise your it's going to raise your efficiency in relation to your your own skill level if that makes sense i wouldn't worry too much about your own limitations i would just play have fun and go after the guns that are awesome right that's what i would do there's an audio video delay i highly doubt it there's 1400 people here and nobody has said anything about an audio video delay uh enviro with the next question i mean i'll turn up on my phone no, there's no audio video delay. You might want to refresh. Uh, Enviro says they have compared the new raid to Wrath of the Machine. Do you think that it will be more similar in terms of mechanics used, or was it more a note of the length of the raid? Uh, will the lack of mechanics in the last, with the lack of mechanics in the last wish, I think we're all looking forward to having raids similar to Wrath and Oryx. Do you think Bungie could head back in that direction? Um, <clears throat> mm. The reference to Wrath of the Machine was made by Aaron. He's one of the guys on the raid team. He's a really nice guy. He's a good-looking guy, uh, actually. Uh, he said that the combat and the intensity will be similar to Wrath. That was what he said. There was a second statement made by Bungie in the the TWAB this week at Bungie the blog, with respect to length, and they said it's going to land somewhere between the spectrum of Crota and Last Wish. Um, There's not a lack of mechanics in Last Wish. People just skip them. Yeah, there's actually a lot of mechanics in Last Wish. People just generally skip them. Um, So... So there's two comments being made here, we don't want to conflate and confuse them, and this is why developers and and places, and and, and development companies, they're always very careful in what they say and how they say it, because people hear that and they're like, oh they said it's going to be about as long as Wrath of the Machine, and I'm like, no they didn't say that. Oh they said it's going to be a lot like Wrath of the Machine, no that's not what they said they said it's going to be similar to the intensity in the combat of wrath and the length is going to land somewhere between crota and last wish those statements are very carefully crafted and made and they have very very different meanings and I think sometimes what happens is that I might be to blame for this, not like intentionally misleading anybody. A lot of the times I'll quickly rattle off a bunch of statements and kind of give like a paraphrase cliff notes of things that Bungie has said. And I may give an impression that like, Oh, well, Lono said, they said it's going to be a lot like wrath, right? You know, it's like, okay, well, Lono said that, but that's, I'm, I'm encapsulating kind of summarizing an idea and a statement that was made completely, you know, within the context of the combat, and no r- 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 uh, rubber toe. I'm I'm happily married. I just am comfortable to tell you if a man is good looking or not. Like I'm not worried about what that's going to make people think about me. <laughs> um, and even if I did like men, like what's what's it matter? <laughs> is that a problem? Uh, Back backhides says, uh, what do you think is the best? to do first black armory uh raid to get max le- to get to tur- oh, or, or raid to get max. oh i'm sorry what do you think is best to do first black armory or raid to get max level okay there's no punctuation so that was tough um i have no idea i have no idea i do not have the answers i do not have a crystal ball Uh, Bungie doesn't tell me anything in advance, so (laughs) they don't tell anything anybody in advance, and if they do, they're not allowed to say anything anyway, like if people get to know things because they go to a capture event or something, they're not allowed to say anything anyway, so even if I did have inside information, I wouldn't be allowed to share it with you, (laughs) like, but as far as strategy for leveling a lot of the times you're just literally throwing something at the wall and hoping rng blesses you i'm going to do all my milestones i'm going to run the raid i'm going to do everything i can and then you're just going to hope that you really really get blessed by rng that's basically what you're hoping for you're really hoping that like your big milestone drops your big drops that are supposed to be you know helping you uh, with leveling you just hope that you don't get like four pairs of boots in a row cuz that kills your that kills your momentum soft cap is staying the same so we're not going to be able to like do the nightfall soft cap thing we did where we were grinding for blues like that was really helpful when we did that we're not going to be able to do that I don't know if you guys remember that during the week of grind um Fuhrer Von Zephyr so are black rarity guns a real thing or was it just a dumb rumor I honestly think that people saw a placeholder and they ran with it unless there's a classification of gun that Bungie hasn't outlined yet. Like maybe those guns we were getting from the public space dudes that were showing up like the reworked bad news hand cannon. And like I got the Balagint and the balagent had like, or the Balagint, however you say it, it had like double auto-loading holster. They're going to fix that, right? Those guns weren't really supposed to be in the game yet. Maybe those are the black weapons and maybe they're going to have specific things and, 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 and dope things about them and special classifications of maybe you can reroll one perk or something. I don't know. We don't know. I, I, always, I always lean on the side of Bungie puts a lot of placeholders and things in the game that don't make it off the cutting room floor. So I never really take leaks to the bank. The only leaks I've ever taken to the bank is when it's from Anon the Nine or Jason Schreier, and it's like, this is what the story's gonna be about. That's different, right? data mined audio files and cutscenes and like story isn't the same as like when people thought we were going to be getting the dubious volley which became the ward coil we thought we were getting that in d1 and we never did it was just a data mined weapon a lot of times weapons just get put in with placeholders it's a concept they've got an image for it they've got a name for it they put it in there as a placeholder and it's not ready for prime time and then it doesn't get ready for prime time and they cut it so I never really, I never really indulge the rumors and the leaks that much for that reason, because people will literally get mad and say, why didn't we get this, this and this? We were promised this. And I'm like, Hey, 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 hold on a minute. We weren't promised that that was data mined, right? It was like, it, it, it was like, no, it was a data mined weapon. If you're talking about the dubious volley, Eugene, because there was pictures of it. They figured they got pictures of it somehow. It was like when Destiny 2 got quote-unquote delayed. I have a video on this. I, I It popped up in my recommended videos for some reason. Um, you know, Destiny 2 delayed. And it wasn't delayed. It literally didn't have a launch date. There was no announced launch date. There was a tentatively planned launch date in the background that we knew because of like leaks and stuff, but... There was no launch date for Destiny 2. So when it got quote unquote delayed and people got really mad, I was like, I don't understand. They didn't tell us what the launch date was. So why are we getting upset? It was so stupid. And that's why I don't get into data mines and stuff. Titan with 500 bits. Dropped QBB, Darcy Catalyst, and One-Eyed Mask in an hour yesterday. Keep up the great content. Love the Q&As. Well, you should go play the lottery. Holy frick. That is a lot of good drops there, uh, sir. Well, I've gotten two go figures today. I can't seem to get the gun to drop now. Uh, For those of you that wonder what I'm doing, I'm going for a Feeding Frenzy Rampage drop on the Warden's Law, and I would like it to have Accurized Rounds and a Range Masterwork to put the range just absolutely through the roof with a really strong combination of Feeding Frenzy and Rampage, because Feeding Frenzy is always active, and it's a comparable Reload Speed to Outlaw. Very comparable. Um, Mr. Cartoon 8... With Forsaken lasting three months and costing $40, do you think the annual pass will keep players invested and consistently playing until next August since it only costs $35? Okay, I think with every game, you have to set your expectations to the deliver, the deliverable. Um, so when you play God of War or Spider-Man and you get 20 hours out of those games, if you really go and you really do like pretty exhaustive playthrough. well spider-man probably maybe even more let's say you get 30 hours out of spider-man swift sword with three months welcome back that is a blue badge thanks for being my favorite twitch channel well thanks for subbing to your favorite twitch channel i appreciate that um your expectations going into spider-man is that you're going to play it complete it and be done you're not anticipating playing spider-man for two and three and four months you're not gonna play spider-man for four or five hours a day for months at a time okay so your expectations are then met when you play it and you're like this is great lots of side quests great campaign and then i'm done right and then i'm done i put it down destiny in some respects has created the monster from little shop of horrors feed me feed me And the more you feed it, the bigger it gets. And the bigger it gets, the more it needs fed, right? And so the player base loves to play and they like to play a lot. And when they like to play a lot, they like to play a lot for long periods of time. And that creates this desire that if that desire isn't sort of like toned down a little bit and kind of kept in line with what's being delivered, then you're always going to be frustrated. Okay? this applies to everything by the way unmet expectations is the number one cause for relational strife in both dating and marital relationships unmet expectations typically whenever a married couple is in a counseling session or getting counseling or they're getting a divorce that's what it comes down to unmet expectations they can't align or they're not aligned right Or people are like, I thought this was going to be this way. This was the kind of house and family I was raised in. And they're like, well, I was raised in a family and a house where this happened. And those expectations aren't lined up and it leads to fights and arguments, right? And then once you align those expectations and you're like, oh, well, now I understand why you do and say this because our expectations are aligned. Then it leads to health and flourishing and satisfaction and unity and happiness. So if you're wanting... To get enjoyment out of video games and content, you have got to align your expectations with what they're giving you. So if you look at that annual pass and you're like, dude, I'm going to play for 10 hours a day and I'm going to play this like World of Warcraft and I'm never going to run out of stuff to do and it's going to be amazing. You're going to hit, you're going to hit, you know, Christmas and you're going to be like, frick, man, destiny's dumb. Destiny's dead. I got nothing to do, right? Well, your expectations aren't in line with what's going on. They'd be like playing, they'd be like buying Spider-Man. They'd be like, well, I paid sixty bucks for Spider-Man, so I better be able to play this for six hours a day for three months and never run out of stuff to do. Well, somebody would be like, why would you think that? It's just an action-adventure game. Like it, it's going to have, it's going to have an A to B completion story, maybe some DLC to add to the experience a little bit, but then it's going to be over and done with, and then you can replay it. I guess you know they have the Game Plus experiences usually, but that's pretty much it. And when you look at the annual pass schedule and you look at the Black Armory and what they're delivering, my recommendation to you would be align your expectations with what they're promising and then you might not feel that sense of dread and then maybe just become a healthier gamer and play other games. It's okay to be like, you know what? I did my stuff for the week and I don't really have anything to do right now. Rather than grind this out and get frustrated and get burned out, I'm going to put this down and I'm going to go play Red Dead or I'm going to play, you know, any of the litany of games that Lono's recommended, like Hellblade or Ori and the Blind Forest or any of the games that are winning awards, you know, God of War, Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption, you know, and on and on and on down the list goes. Like, if you're a gamer, sometimes the best thing for you to do is to just game, you know? put down destiny and just play something that's fun you know play something that's fun go binge watch something on netflix you know the haunting of hill house was was awesome i loved it and then after you're done watching the haunting of hill house go to reddit and see all the easter eggs and all the hidden ghosts in every scene and then re-watch it because man oh man that that show has got actually tons of depth it's awesome i really highly recommend that show if you like scary stuff very well done don't go to reddit until you've watched the whole season though Um, you know, I think you'll end up being a happier person and a healthier person in life and in gaming. If you start to embrace that idea that I need to set my expectations in line with what is in front of me, instead of setting my expectations on some mythical non-existent thing, you know, um, this is why people fall in and out of love. Because their their expectation is it's always gonna be hot and heavy and saucy as that first month, you know. Woo! I can't stop thinking about her. Oh my gosh! When I hold her hand in the mall, I think I'm gonna explode. And then their expectation is it's always gonna be like this. And then when it's not, they're like, well, it's over. Right? Gaming's the same way, right? That feeling, that awesome feeling when you first get a video game, you kind of like, oh, it should feel like this all the time probably not you know probably not uh favorite black armory exotic that we have seen thus far i'm not actually interested in the sniper uh that feels like people are gonna you know obviously load it up and get ready to go and then make you know make people's hearts breaking crucible uh i think the grenade launcher looks really cool it's like a lord of wolves grenade launcher that's the one i've got my eyes on and just like I set my sights on the 1K Voices and ended up being a really, really great one, that was always the one I picked from, you know, the last time when people were like, what exotic do you really want to get? You know, I, I set my sights on the 1K Voices, so I'm doing the same thing again. Like, I think that's the gun to, to go after. FWC Guardian, Lono, how do you feel about Bungie abandoning raid layers, at least for the annual pass? This has got to be one of the most inaccurate and loaded questions I think I've ever read during a question and answer. Abandoned raid layers. Uh, no, they haven't. Uh, they've actually, in some respects, given you more, as far as we can tell, more than a raid layer. Its own story, its own destination, uh, somewhere between the size of Crota and Last Wish, so it's not gonna be the size of Eater of Worlds or Spire of Stars, and if the data mines are correct, full armor set and four weapons. That's way more than we got in Spire or Eater of Worlds. So I I don't understand the phrasing of this question. Maybe you just maybe you just slapped the question together really quickly and you're not like trying to like take like a passive shot or something. I don't understand why you would say uh abandoning raid layers. So it's a raid, it, you know, and in, as far as we can tell, it's going to be bigger than the raid layers we got previously. So now if you mean, why did they, why did they change strategy from doing a raid layer to doing raids, which is a pivot in my mind and not like a, oh, they've abandoned raid layers. Um, that to me is a pivot. They're pivoting to a different strategy. If you're asking me, how do I feel about that? I think it's a very, very smart decision. If they can pull it off, if the gear is good and the experience is substantive, then we benefit. Then we benefit. But you know, obviously, the I, I think honestly, one of the I just got a double warden's law drop. I got the curated and a non-curated. I got kill clip and threat detector, accurized rounds, handling. Okay, so that's not the one that I want. And then they ruined this by taking fourth times and replacing it with Zen, so thanks for the masterwork cores. Um So yeah, I think it's a better pivot. I think it can help people think better about like what they're actually getting. It's a raid. It's shorter than a big raid. It's got its own loot pool. It's not a full loot pool, like Again, and they even kind of talked about this in the TWAB and the Bungie Blog. It was like this has been a bit of an experiment. How quickly can we make a raid, how good can the raid be, you know, what's the community want out of raids, you know, I had somebody predicting on my YouTube comments that because of the trophy percentage completion on PlayStation 4 for Last Wish, that they think Bungie's not going to do raids anymore, I'm like, I got news for you Cupcake, it's been like that since VOG, and they've done a raid every single time, they've done a raid every single time they could. Vogue, Crota, King's Fall, Wrath, Leviathan, Eater, Spire, Last Wish, and then Scourge of the Past. Raids, 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 raids. You get a raid, you get a raid, you get a raid, you get a raid. Everybody gets a raid. They're not going to suddenly pivot from raid just because completion is small. Spectrum of content will have a spectrum of completion. That's how it's always going to be. It's always going to be that way. The hardest stuff, the stuff at the top, is always going to have the lower completion rate. Always. The, um, when they're doing these, uh, what are they called? A dungeons, you know, the shattered throne, that's going to have a low completion rate and the hardest, hardest, hardest version of the shattered throne, which is a solo deathless run is going to have the lowest completion rate. Does that mean Bungie is going to do away with stuff like shattered throne and really challenging content like solo deathless runs of stuff? No, of course not. I, that the low completion rate is by design. It, that's just that's how endgame content is. It is literally by design for endgame challenging content to have the lowest completion rate. It's a non sequitur to be like, well, really hard endgame content has low completion rate. Therefore, it does not follow. That's what non sequitur means. It does not follow. Like, the, oh, we're not going to we're not going to do this anymore. Now, low engagement for trials is certainly playing a part in the decision making i think because it creates a lot of drama and a lot of just blah. and i think that um you're you're gonna see trials maybe stay on the shelf a little bit longer just because again i think engagement rating is playing a part there but that i believe is a completely different animal uh than raids i think it's a completely different animal uh than raids Saving Annihilator, you always talk about how heavy exotics fit their role as being weapons that hit hard and you only bring out for select situations, Sleeper, Whisper, Thunderlord. So then how would an Energy or Kinetic Exotic make itself worth using over those? By complementing or enhancing your core playstyle, good example Ace of Spades with Chromatic Fire makes ad clearing machine, right? And that's why I don't mind running that in Gambit with Chaos Reach. Because chaos reaches how we kill the boss, and I don't feel the need for heavy. That's a very specific instance. I feel like I need heavy when I'm running a raid or a nightfall, whether it's Whisper or 1K. You know, it's just nice to have heavy. The rhythm of combat and what's being desired, you know, required of me. Uh, Positron with four months. Hey, Lono, happened upon Q&A just before Forsaken dropped and have been consistently impressed with the quality and variety of your streams on Monday night chats with- to Hillbilly Jack. Uh, you now have a perma sub uh stream uh you're now my only perma sub stream have fun in black armory today thank you very much positron and a brand new sub from recorder daniel thank you very much um Okay, so another new sub from DJ May 88 Thank you so much for the brand new sub. Welcome to the rages Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. This is actually a really good question, and we've had a couple su- suggestions recently that I think could maybe do the trick, okay? So what if there was a legendary rocket launcher that you could farm for in a nightfall, uh, and it had a pinnacle... Or unique perk on it and that pinnacle or unique perk made fusion rifles stronger when you carried them and so you could run that rocket launcher alongside of Telesto or Merciless and those guns suddenly got a little bit stronger you might feel like that's worth it what if you could get a linear fusion that when you run it automatically makes any kinetic you're holding you know get some type of a some type of a a benefit so you're like well wait a minute if i this linear fusion it's not an exotic it's a legendary but when i run it it would make my kinetic even stronger now i might consider running this loadout with malfeasance in gambit because now i'm suddenly getting a benefit and a perk and a you know a um a damage threshold that I wouldn't previously get. Thank you, Fred Jackson, for gifting five subs to the community. Uh, I'm not going to read them all right now. Ooh, whoops. Uh, But if you just heard the noise and you're hearing me say this, check chat to see if you've been gifted a sub. If you're here right now listening, uh, the names are in chat. You might have to scroll up because it's probably pushed out by now. Welcome. And when you guys are subs to this community, you can use the Discord, the clan system, and the LFG system. Um... Next question uh, killer Kron I'm looking forward to the new matchmaking event. is there anything you may be hoping to see in that? I mean it's a, it's a it's a horde mode style game mode. the thing I'm mo the, the thing I'm most looking forward to is hopefully having random roles and a reason to be in there on a regular basis. five months from Tellor thank you so much dude very very close to uh, very very close to getting that six month badge one more month like when when we played through the haunted forest that was something i kept saying i was like this would be really fun to just keep looping through it'd be really fun to just keep looping through this if i could uh if i could have like a random roll drop at the end you know so the last the last wish raid trophy is 1.7 percent the trophy for just meeting the emissary once is 8.5 i guarantee the number of people who go flawless is less than the amount who complete the raid so it boggles my mind uh why there's this bring trials back when less than 10 percent of the population has even won a single trials match well i mean it's you're hearing from the people that played trials you know on streams and stuff you know and the people that watch streams tend to be people that played in Trials as well, right? So you're getting a very, very different representation of the community when that when that happens, when you're hanging out on streams and listening to both Twitch community talking as well as streamers talking. Guys, we're about 15 minutes away from Black Armory. Keep it here. We'll end Q&A as soon as it's live. We'll chop it real fast and just dive right in uh, to the new content and the new things. So thanks for being here. Again, if you've enjoyed the vibe in the stream today and you like the Q&A and the, and the radio show feel that I try to give my stream so you can just kind of listen and hang out, be sure to click that follow button. That is a free way to support my stream, uh, and that way you don't miss the streams. You click that heart button, it's like following me on Twitter. You won't miss my streams. You'll know when I'm live. Uh, did I answer that question... Yeah, I did. JP the Green, uh, J, yeah, JP the Green Destiny uh, says, "When will we get faction rallies, and will there be new armor?" I don't know the answer to this because I don't know if Bungie knows the answer to this. Um, they seem to think that faction rally uh, needs to be very, very retooled to the degree of being retooled that we it's not it's not even showing up. Uh, it's not even like it's showing up like, well, we haven't really had time to rework it, but we added it and it's going to have a milestone in bounties. You know what I mean? Not even like a teeny, like, oh, here you go. We haven't really had time to do anything with it. So they apparently think it needs a lot of work. Uh, if it's still, if it's still on the fence or I'm sorry, on the shelf. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I happen to think the best way to bring faction rally back is to put the factions in the tower all the time. Um, and you can always grind for the cosmetics, uh, ship shaders, sparrows, etc. When the rally shows up, you have one week to get like a couple of highlighted weapons, like maybe one or two weapons per faction. Cause again, random rolls adds life here. You grind for those weapons, uh, and then you grind for maybe one or two armor pieces and you're hoping to get like the right roll on the armor pieces. If you don't get the roll you want, or you don't get you know the version you want during the week of the rally they go away so the urgency is there you have that week to get it and then the next time faction rally comes around the gear that you were previously chasing is now down in the normal loot pool and always available to grind for and always has a chance of dropping and then there's new there's new urgency for you uh to chase new stuff two new weapons two new arm pieces you trickle out the armor pieces so by the end of uh, by the end of the season there's a full armor set you can grind for and a full swath of weapons it maintains the urgency but it maintains the faction's presence in the tower for the more casual player it kind of meets both ends of the spectrum i think that'd be the best way to do it dawkins why did the community want the last word back specifically instead of other amazing hand cannons like Hawkmoon or palindrome for example i use these way more than last word just curious well last word got nerfed around the time you were using palindrome or hawk moon that's why you were using those because the last word got nerfed before pre-nerf the last word was was stupid i, I mean I'm, we're talking stupid strong um So I don't, I don't, you, but by the time the era of the palindrome showed up, you weren't really using the last word. The reason people want the last word to come back because at its best and at its time of dominance, it was, it was undeniably one of the best weapons to ever grace PVP. I could get pretty good kills with the last word. Like you see what I'm saying? (laughs) And I wasn't even a very good player and I don't know people are getting kicked apparently so we're probably going to leave this nightfall and get kicked again i'll try and just reinstance this so we can just keep on playing if not we'll just do q a all the way up until the point that the minimal maintenance is over there was supposed to be about 15 minutes of maintenance and we may experience that as soon as i try to uh load up another one so we'll see g lemons as a solo player is the direction the armory going a glimpse and there we have it pardon our dust uh As direction the armory is going a glimpse to future dlc where solo players are being left behind i think this is a strange conclusion to come to given that the main focus of the uh the main focus of the forge uh, of the black armory um i am eternally saxophones now weird um the three forges that are coming uh to the black armory have matchmaking Uh, so I'm not really sure why you've concluded that solo players are being left behind. It seems like most of the content, uh, it seems like most of the content is, is geared because there's more, there's more forges than there are raids. Uh, you know, um, so the matchmaking for the forges means that you're taken care of. What, what are the other things, you misread the question let me reread the question then is the direction Army is going a glimpse to future DLC where solo players aren't getting left behind, sorry I misread the question, I was like why would you think the solo players are getting left behind sorry, I was busy with getting kicked uh, due to maintenance and rebooting my game and I misread your question, sorry G-Lemons, I apologize for misreading your question it's not the first time that it's happened uh so, yes, I think at the very least the matchmaking, the matchmaking is a huge is a huge step forward here, right? My my camera does not like all this white, uh, this white light on my face. It is really struggling uh, right now. Uh, let's see if we can fix that live here. Uh, uh, Getting a little bit better spot there, a little bit lower on. The I don't actually know what it is that's causing that. It's just so big. It's just so bright. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'm looking like a ghost. So yes, I think if you think about the the history of Destiny, if you think about the history of Destiny and Archons Forge, the Court of Oryx uh, there's a, there's a variety of content, blind, well escalation protocol, where it's a variety of content where as a solo player, you might be able to go in and get people, uh, to play with you. And they might know what they're doing and they might not know what they're doing. And that could still happen with matchmaking, right? You could go into this forge and have a really bad experience with somebody due to matchmaking. And so I think it's good for Bungie to not just offer the matchmaking, but they specifically spoke to it in the video. They specifically spoke to it and said, "There, there is a, a desire from the community for matchmaking, and this is this is our this is us this is us offering that. We know you guys want matchmaking for this style of content. So I think it's a win for the community, and I do agree with you. I think that solo players." I don't really ever feel like solo players got left behind, but I do think Bungie needs to consider how matchmaking could land on other pieces of the content as well. Nova hands. hey Lono, do you expect Bungie to leverage existing planets by adding activities to underutilized areas of planets such as Mercury or Titan? Yeah, I mean, just yesterday on the Tangled Shore, we went back up to that lower section where Forsaken starts, that big, huge, open area, right? Where Forsaken started, and it's like this western setting, this really cool, dusty landscape, and you're scanning stuff. We never have a reason to go back there. We never go back there, right? So... I, I think that that's an area they could use. There's plenty of areas they could use. Yes, on the old planets. That may... I don't know how the forges are going to work. I don't know where the forges are going to be. Maybe that's how they do it. I don't know. Uh, Roxidios says... What do you think of the rumored Trench Barrel Primary Shotgun? Uh, it's not a rumor, it's in the video, by the way, it's not a rumor. We've we've actually seen proof of this in the video. Is this actually a thing and if so, do you like it? Or do you think of it being like a Band-Aid sort of fixed Ikelos Shotgun? Having another pinnacle high rate of fire Trench Barrel Shotgun is nice. So people could maybe run Nation of Beasts or Age Old Bond or their trust. Or another energy primary right side of wrong whatever you feel like running that's the go figure version in the energy slot it's like red um the other thing to consider here is the Icolos shotgun problem Icolos doesn't really need touched anymore high rate of fire shotguns still might need to be taken down a little bit with their damage to bosses but the real issue is, is that fusion rifles sniper rifles smgs sidearms anything else that would be considered like a secondary weapon is is just in a really, really weird spot. It's in a really, really weird spot. They don't feel strong enough. They don't feel strong enough to warrant use as a secondary weapon. That's why the loaded question just isn't, it's just struggling. Number one, it's struggling because the 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 charge time is stupid and the reload time, there's just so much about that gun that makes it difficult to use as a secondary weapon. So those weapons need buffed, they need intrinsic things added to them, things that you're like, oh, you know, you're going to want to run this, you're going to want to have this because it's so good in this context or in that context or what have you. These are things that could raise those weapons in lethality and make you feel like you don't have to run a high rate of fire shotgun. That's generally how people feel right now. is like, you just, well, yeah, I got to run an Icoloss. You know, I got to run a, a Badlander, I got to run this or I got to run that. Uh back eyes with the next question what do you think will be the best way to level now with the new milestones coming back to the black armory i have zero clue about this there's there's so much rng involved if you take my advice and you do a big and then a little or your littles and then your bigs or all your big milestones and then your little milestones if whatever order i give you you can still get screwed by rng if I tell you to do all your bigs and then your littles, and we kind of mathematically figure out, like, this is the best way to raise your power level, and then the littles are there for incremental incremental victories, and you get, like, five boots in a row from your bigs, there's nothing you can do about that. So I don't know if there's even a really best practices or best strategy. Deacon Walker. With the last word being more of a PvP favorite... Uh, do you think the quest for the draw will include steps heavy with PVP play? Probably. I mean, I know Bungie's kind of in a, they kind of, they want to make things difficult to get, but they also don't want to make it, uh, incredibly arduous. And they kind of dialed back the Ace of Spades quest made it a little bit easier. Right. If you guys remember that, um, so now we're getting a destiny servers are not available so they're resetting the servers now so we should be back in probably within the next 10 minutes so given given that reality that they kind of like they've kind of dialed back some of the exotic quests made them more accessible i don't think you're going to see the last word be painfully long or difficult will it include pvp play probably right probably I don't think, um, I don't think it's gonna be particularly, uh, particularly long, though. I really don't. I really, really don't. So. Ruku1012, hey Lono, what do you think about each planetary vendor weapons and gear rolling with special perks, especially since each planet has its own main enemies, uh, or maybe a perk that activates when you wear a full set, or at least... More than one piece. Right. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. Set bonuses would be great for raid armor. Set bonuses would be great for b- armor on planets as well. F- for whatever reason, Bungie doesn't want to do that, at least for now. Um, I think maybe they'd be concerned about people running out of space. You know, you would need a loadout system. You would need a loadout system so that when I go to Nessus I can go into my inventory and click a button and it gives me it just changes all of my gear to my Nessus loadout because maybe I've got three or four pieces of Nessus armor that give me the set bonuses or the perks or whatever the real question you'd have to ask is why why are you going so hard for those sets is it really beneficial or are you just min maxing in a game that doesn't really require it so well hardcore players might like that yeah maybe but is it worth development time silos 2k says did bungie say anything about vault space um no they didn't i'm actually slightly paranoid about if i got forsaken with the annual pass bundled i'm pretty sure i did i'm pretty sure i bought the bundled version i think that's why i had all the ornaments and the silver I'm like sitting here worried I'm going to get into the game and not have access to Black Armory. I think it said I had it purchased up in the corner when we checked it the last time. Flatbread said do you, says, uh, Elite here with the brand new Prime sub. Um, Oh, I missed Unliving Gibbon. I missed your Prime sub 12 minutes ago. I am sorry. I am sorry. Uh, Unliving Gibbon and Elite here with the brand new Prime subs. Thanks for using your Prime subs. Welcome to the Rageless. Um... You have the annual pass. You can't see stuff in collections without it. Thank you, Milo. I appreciate I was worried. Um, I was like, man, did I, did I buy that or not? Uh, do you think D2 Strikes would have more meaning if it had a system similar to World of Warcraft's Mythic Plus system? I'm not familiar with this system, so I can't answer your question. Uh, brand new prime sub from Jalen for Prez. Thank you so much for the brand new prime sub. Guys, thank you so much for the massive support today. If you've clicked follow, if you haven't clicked follow, click follow. That's the, click the little heart button. Uh, and if you've got these prime subs, feel free to use them here. I appreciate the subs. Thank you very much. Fish Slayer. What power level do you think the quest for Black Armory will start at? And do you think the quicker power scaling for people below 550 at Black Armory, started closer to 600. Eight months from Captain of Fly, eight months Frick, time has flown by. Thanks for the great content, Lono, and never stop. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, as far as the power level predictions, I don't know. I would think the first couple would be 600, and then it would just go up from there. Um, and do you think the quicker power scaling for people below 550 hint at Black Armory starting closer to 600? Maybe I I don't know they haven't said so again. I don't like speculating on stuff like this Cran man with a brand new Twitch Prime sub it makes me think of the cranberry man thing from uh, Brian Regan you Settle down there cranberry man. <laughs> settle down cran man. I don't know if he says cran man, but it makes me think of that I don't know what's going on with cranberries. But they're getting in all the other juices <laughs> Hey, what do you got over there apple? Let's throw some cranberry cranberries in there go 50 50 <laughs> <laughs> Settle down here, cranberry man. <laughs> uh, getting all the other juices. Uh, beast, uh, beast of Z. How do you think the Zerb bounties will work when they come around? I have zero clue. I thought that they could do a, 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 a Zerb bounty would give you the frame of the weapon. And then that would unlock a Xur mission. And the mission would give you the actual weapon. And then you could have a mystery that he sells. Which gives you the catalyst. It could take you like three weeks to, you know, a month. To get uh, the entire exotic all set up and and taken care of. And since that's only like basically one a month. It would be something that would be costly. It would take time and investment. And it would be, you know, one whole exotic. I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe he's going to have a new currency and the bounties are just going to be for that currency. Zero clue. Five months from Rusty380. Happy Black Armory Day. Thanks for all the great content. Thank you so much, Rusty, for five months of subs and for keeping your prime sub here. Speed says, Do you think Bungie is finally completely embracing the fact that this game is a PvE game with PvP on the back burner? It, I mean, maybe. Gambit feels like it's sort of trying to pull away from the traditional PvP feel. Uh, so, th- maybe, I uh, you know, they're maybe pulling away from that PvP feel and really going to a more classic PvE feel. Um, brand new Prime sub from Jollyworm. Thank you guys so much. So many Prime subs today. Thank you for using your Prime subs here. Remember when you sub here, if you sync your Twitch with Discord, your Twitch account with your Discord account, you can use our clan system and our LFG system as a sub. So... We're gonna keep trying to get in, guys. It is noon Eastern time, but we haven't been able to get in just yet. Tribal, do you think that if Bungie introduced more dungeons like Shattered Throne to older planets, it could entice the game's players to go back to those areas? I mean, yeah, you know, you definitely could see that. You definitely could see the need to to take people back to the old planets. You could definitely give people um, that incentive. Uh, I don't think there's any updates. I'm just checking for updates. No, we're completely up to date. There doesn't seem to be an update. Um, there's a one gig update that's slowly going around. So maybe we do need to back out and just keep checking uh, for the update, because I am I'm not getting one. So, uh, Flex TV. What are your thoughts on introducing a market to sell guns and resources, much like World of Warcraft? No, never. Please don't ever do this. This would be a terrible and highly rejected system do not let us purchase uh do not let us purchase items uh psycho bunny with a brand new prime sub welcome to the rage thanks so much for using your prime sub here um so i guess we'll just keep scanning for an update if there is one and then we'll i guess get it pretty fast too one gig won't take me too long with my Uh, Connection. Your says, "Do you think glass needles should come back? I miss them so much." Yes, I do. Uh, I do. I think they. I think they should be coming back. Uh, I think, especially considering, um, considering the nature of exotics. Once you have an exotic, uh, you're really only looking for a better roll on it. I've gotten the exotic. I've gotten it to drop, letting me re-roll it is completely different than re-rolling guns and armor because it's an exotic with just an unpredictable and like super low drop rate and that's how it should be you should be celebrating getting an exotic not kind of internally groaning because the roll is bad and you can't do anything about it that's a bit of a black eye on exotics right now ace of spades says are you disappointed that you can't move energy primaries wherever you want Uh, they're just going to give us year two options of year one guns Uh, I think it's fine the way that it is as long as we could move uh guns around with respect to you know like you're saying i think the guns are fine i think the problem is that there's there's no um there's just no freedom so are you disappointed you can't move energy primaries wherever you want yes i just what do we do with elements in the game we bust shields Why can't I have three weapons with an element on each one? Why do you have to relegate weapons to, like, weird slots and stuff? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's not needed. Uh, by Hova. What are your thoughts on if the forge weapon similar to forging with Brother Vance? You can collect so many parts per week. And once you collect all the parts, you can turn them in. A way for Bungie to keeping people for, from grinding the weapons all in one week. You have to pick which family to grind, and you can choose another one if you finish your current choice. It might take a few weeks to finish the chosen one. I don't know if you want to restrict it that much. I mean, they're already staggering the releases of the forges themselves. Um, I honestly don't know. I, I mean, the, I, I, I don't want to. I never want to restrict players too much. I know where you're getting at, like, not letting people, um, you know, not letting people just completely blitz the content, uh, and then be done, right? I get where your head is at, but you restrict people too much, and you can really turn people off. Well, man, I'd really like to get a good roll on this gun, but for frick's sake, you're making me wait, I get one chance a week? When I want a good roll on a gun, I just want to get into the loop and go. I just want to get into the loop and go, I mean, that's generally what I do, with a nightfall or something i just go 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 and that's it you know i don't ever feel like waiting um so restricting players has its place but i don't think so in this case young b3197 people are saying the grenade launcher is the raid exotic how do you feel about the ones that we've gotten already being heavy weapons and do you feel like we need more raid exotics being in the primary slot like the vex and also also the special slot I'm not too concerned where exotics drop um, just considering that uh, a lot of the times um, a lot of the times the, the exotics are landing we're, we're using exotic heavies anyway. Um, so for me, the idea of getting another exotic is at least, well, at least it's a heavy. I can swap out with my current heavies that are constantly being, you know, dominated. So that's not a big, that's not a big frustration for me. Future Celtic says, what is the Vigil of Heroes armor set? I'm trying to complete one of, for my quest in D2. Vigil of Heroes is for, um, that is for the Vanguard. Uh, so you need to grind Vanguard for Vigil of Heroes gear turning your tokens into Zavala and obviously then running Strikes and Nightfalls, hoping for those to drop. Loyal asf 484 do you think kinetic weapons are needed in the game? No. uh, I don't. Um, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand. Money tweeted the update's rolling out. I don't have it on PC yet. Yeah, I mean, we're just sitting here waiting. Uh, I'm doing. I'm. I'm constantly checking, uh, guys. I know that Bungie has tweeted the video. I, I, I know that the update's out. I'm just constantly refreshing and trying uh, to get it. JD Gamer, real quick, will there be a story in this DLC? Also, what do you think about the perk of the new sniper with the one-hit body shot? There's not going to be a big story. There's not an actual campaign. Um, there's not going to be a big drawn-out campaign. Will there be a quest? Uh, probably. There will probably be a quest. But there's not going to be a campaign, uh, with cutscenes and stuff. Okay, yeah, I'm getting my update now. Thank you, Milo, for the clue to close it. Um, I close and reopen. So we should get this pretty fast. I got pretty fast internet, so this shouldn't take us any time at all. And when it's done, we'll conclude QA and we'll jump right in. Um the rubble if you have answers i'm sorry well uh well with injecting bite-sized content instead of buffet of content will help with longevity uh is every three months a good time between each content there's no real way to know until we go through it we are kind of in a let's see how it goes let's see if this boat can float kind of a situation right let's see if this boat can float right um if, if it can, then great. If not, maybe they need to trickle out more. Maybe they need to stagger the content more. Maybe they need to have more quests. Maybe they need to have more pinnacle weapons. I don't know. We kind of have to get through the content to see if the rhythm's going to work. So we are very close to being done. I only have uh, like 100 meg left, so I'm getting a really, really fast download here. Uh did, 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 did. DJ May 88. Don't know if you've talked about it. I'm so sorry for asking again, but what are your thoughts on the rumor for Dark Guardians in the future? Uh Dark Guardians in the future is is I, again, I don't care about leaks. I don't care about leaks I never have. It's not something that I entertain or get worried about. There's so many things, right? There's so many things that get shelved, that are placeholders, that get bumped to future content, the content that gets canceled. There's just too many things. There's too many things that don't get into the game. And so I never really entertained this, uh, this idea. So it looks like we may be getting in. If I can actually pick my character and get into orbit, I'm going to cut the Q and A. Sometimes we get stuck here for a few minutes. So I'm going to take one more question. I love the new titles Bungie added, but I despise the RNG aspects. Uh, I despise the RNG aspects. Let's use the Ghost and Sparrow for the Dreaming City example. I'm not going to get to your question. I'm going to cut this here. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash Rage, or follow me on Twitter at SenatorRage. If you're watching live right now, keep watching. We're going to dive into the Black Armory. As always, if you're listening or watching this content, thank you so much. Please like, share, and subscribe.